Hello, fantasy football managers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Draft Fantasy Podcast. On this week's show, uh, the secret journalist discusses the new transfer arrivals following the January transfer window, TDD. Uh, is there any gold to be harvested? Well, we discussed that. We also have new features in the shape of Premier League countrymen stats and the clean sheet forecast. And don't forget all the usual fantasy football wanderings, game week 25 stats, and look ahead at game week 26. So, let's not hang around. That roll, that music. The Draw Fantasy Podcast. Hello, Sam. Hello, Alfie. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Uh, welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Draft Fantasy Podcast. Uh, it's been crazy. It's been crazy. We've had, uh, I think, about 200 game weeks in the past two weeks. It feels like that, at least. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. Should we start off with the game week? I can't remember what it is. 20, 24... No, no twenty. Cares. It's fine. The twenty-five roundup. Twenty-five. Yeah, yeah roundup. Twenty-five. Let's just do twenty-five. Here's the game week twenty-five roundup. Sonny beat Cher as Tottenham squeaked past a solid-looking Newcastle to keep their fake title hopes alive. Chelsea spanked the hard, proving to everyone absolutely nothing. The mighty Eagles saw past Fulham with a help from a bat. Everton are eaten alive by Wolves despite attempts by a cat to derail proceedings. Oh, what a feline. Cardiff defeat the inconsistent Cherries. City slap Arsenal around. West Ham put a dent into the Liverpool locomotive. And City, in their second game of the week, probably most definitely be Everton six clean sheets this week six clean sheets Brighton Watford Chelsea Crystal Palace Cardiff Man United assist Kings Kante and Sterling both with two assisting defenders Azpilicueta Bednarek Laporte Doherty Mumriel goal Kings well that was Aguero goal scoring defenders this week Koscielny David Luiz Jeffrey Schlup penalty misses no penalty misses no own goals hey and no red cards this week's top players, well, Aguero, definitely Aguero. And top players overall, yes, it's the usual ones. It's Salah, Azard, and Raheem Sterling. So there you go, mate. That was the game. But still, I'll be honest, because we're recording on a Monday, obviously we had, this, we had the Liverpool game, Liverpool drew. But uh, we still got another poxy game on Wednesday, Man City against Everton. So it makes everything a bit skewed with. So sorry, it's not a comprehensive roundup, but that's it. Anyway, how are you, mate? All right? I'm all right. I'm 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 in this game week. I've, I've oh, don't debate. pretend to don't no, no, pretend to enjoy draft have, fantasy. I'll you tell you what. Played. I'll tell you why. Ben sent me a message the other day saying, "Don't beat me this game week." And then so he thought I could be in the chance of winning if he's texting me that. But or, you're losing, aren't you? Uh, I, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just I was just thinking I was having a look now and see. Fernandinho will play again. When he. Um, that's it. 28 points. How pathetic. That's painful. And you know what? If you were a dog, we'd have put you down at least three weeks ago. Um, well, never mind. That's football. Hey, do you want a stat? Uh, always. Here we go. Really good stat. Mikel Antonio has scored four goals in his five Premier League games against Liverpool. Oh, that is fun. interesting. That's good. That's good. That's good DF knowledge. Here's another stat. I wonder what the odds were on that. They're about 500 to 1. Making that up. Making that up. 
Another stat. Man City became the first team in Premier League history to score in the opening minute in consecutive matches. They scored in the first minute against Newcastle and the first minute against uh, Arsenal, didn't they? What, ever? Ever. First team ever to do that. I must admit, I don't remember anyone else doing it. And now it's fact. That's a stat Scoring fact. in the first minute. Scoring in the first minute I'd in consecutive matches. Consecutive matches, know, mate. But it's not that big a deal. It's like, well, obviously it is because they're the first team to do it. I know, but I would have thought, I feel like every season. In, scoring in the first minute in consecutive matches. That's crazy good. Or bad for the, the other team. Another stat for you. Tottenham, also known as Spurs, also known <laughs> as the Spuds, have gone 29 games without a draw in the Premier League. You know that. That's a new record. 29 without, games with, uh, without a draw. Yeah, that's good. That's good for, That's what we want, isn't it? Yeah, it's good entertainment. I mean, yeah, it's not good for like that. That's a nice stat. Where did you get this stuff nice. from? Uh, just make it up. Yeah, you just <laughs> sit there with your stat sheets, cross-reference stuff. I watch ah. stuff and I go, oh, that, that's that one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you, what you going to do? Hey, you, what you going to listen to? Hey, you, know you got to. Anyway, do you want to know about football? I know about football. Mate, I've been building this sports server for the last couple of weeks. The amount of football that is on is just ludicrous. It is ludicrous, yeah. Also, as I've taken an interest, Liverpool's fortunes have uh, nosedived just at the same time as we recently employed uh, a 19-year-old Liverpool fan onto our team. Good. Who was so cocky. And then I started watching Liverpool and they drew two games on the trot. They have. They've dropped some points. I, 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 I wasn't all that. I think Mo looks a little bit just like just someone who's not quite in the you know the same form as he obviously has. He can't. Here. The thing is, his form is scoring two goals every game. Uh, and like, if he doesn't score, we're like, well, he's lost it. But I caught just like literally two minutes of the game tonight, and there was this one ball. He was he was on side. And he was like one-on-one -on -one with the keeper. Admittedly, the ball was a long ball and it was him and the keeper going for it. But it was just the way he judged where he thought the ball was going to land. And like any other time, he'd be like, oh, he's going to get a touch on that, take it past him or whatever. And he just mm. he just sort of got it wrong. And that just sometimes happens when you're not on like that absolute top form. I don't think you can win every game. I think that's, yeah. Who do you think is going to win the league? <sighs> I think Liverpool want it more. I know, oh, that's, a, I know that's a very sakes. Alan Shearer thing to say. You spent you spent <laughs> literally years <laughs> boring out Shearer from having a career based on. No, they just wanted it more. I think I think they did well. I don't not saying it's a good or bad thing. So the fans, you know, Man City have won the league quite a lot recent recent years. So Liverpool want it more. Whether that be a good thing or a bad thing is you know yet to be seen. Honestly, I don't know. I don't care if I'm honest. I do. It'd be a big deal if Liverpool won it. Come on. Why? Because Ryder would be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I you love, hear about I Ryder? Love the way, I love the way he, he claims, and it's just probably because some Arsenal fans said it down a pub once, oh, the problem with Liverpool winning is they'll be insufferable. And it's like every fan who, who think they have, have got a great team or a great club or great history when they win anything, are insufferable. Specifically, what? Arsenal. Arsenal don't win anything and they're insufferable. Yeah. So, like, the idea that... Uh, and literally, the greatest British-English club of all time, 
winning the league, it will annoy you not because they'll be insufferable. It will be because it will continue to add to their yeah. their stature and their history and their legacy. Well, maybe okay, man. You maybe I don't know. You, you could have a you could have an interesting argument between which is the greatest. Both English sides, club. funny enough, piss Ryder off the gooner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a coincidence! Did you hear about Ryder in our league? What are you doing to your arm? Have you, you just ripped that off? I'm have you had a blood test today yeah, or something? I, had, I gave blood. Just rip it, rip it, because it's at that point. Ah. Uh, why yeah. did you give blood? Because I give blood. Yeah, in it, blood. Don't, of all the people that have got time to go and give blood, you have. You can go give it. You like it. You get a free cup of tea and a penguin. <laughs> that sounds like a ride. Do you know the two uh, sweet treats they had at the end? What were they? Well, uh, a variety. They have three different types of squash, pre-made. Which is nice. Do you mean um, like uh, cordial? Like? Yeah. And I've never heard you call it squash before. Uh, and they have club biscuits and penguin biscuits. It's literally like just popping back to your childhood. Squash and uh, penguin. Yeah, club. that is. That is where, so where old else school. Have, I haven't seen a penguin for literally decades. No one buys, but they don't taste the same these days, is my no, sister or testament. Yeah. Um, although the club biscuits mainly come back in my house because they've been on offer in co-op. They've been, uh, a pa- they've been a pooned. But the thing is, mate. When you're like me and you decide to live like a, a lonely, uh, rambling old man, mm. going through a whole pack of club biscuits is quite tiring and Oof, very yeah. boring. Very boring. It's like, what should I have for a treat? Well, I've bought these. Oh, it's a fucking club biscuit again. It's a tough life, Alf. It's so a what tough you're life, saying is give blood and then... Oh, okay. No, I like it. I get out of the office for an hour. I get to sit and look at my phone. No children, no work colleague, no one. Just, I just, you know, a nurse who is so happy to not have to talk to somebody. Fifth time today, Mr. Manley. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking a bit woozy. <laughs> just, just hook me up. Your, your blood pressure has dropped <laughs> below a, a safe rate. <laughs> We've got you a steak to feed you up afterwards. And also, I told him that I had been to the orthodontics recently. Well, that was great because that meant I had to go and speak to a different person for 15 minutes. Oh, consultation, extra consultation. Yeah, so now I'm thinking about ticking some of the boxes saying, yes, I have been sharing needles and have taken drugs, <laughs> or I have had sex with someone from the subcontinent. Like, I, I, just to have to go and speak to the other people in different cubicles to draw out the amount of time <laughs> I'm not at work. Do you know what blood type you are? Oh, no, I don't know. Does anyone know? Uh, no, because it's really arbitrarily come up with the names like OHX positive but don't you like if you've got you've got to know if you've got a shit one uh, yeah but well the thing is even if you've got a shit one I think there's one group that you can that most pretty much everybody apart oh, is from the one, one group, I think that you can take off everyone yeah don't know <laughs> I don't know anything about it like my, literally my managing director was sat next to me today at work and so, of course, I naturally was very subtle about the fact I was going to give blood. Um, you didn't want to tell anyone. You don't want the praise. Well, that's exactly what I said. So, uh, Ed, don't want to make a big deal of it, but I'm going to give blood. Uh, Such a great guy. Yeah. And uh, and then my managing director was like, oh, I give blood, and then started telling me all about his blood group. I was just like, oh, Christ, I don't care. And I don't know what any of this stuff means. I just want to... I don't have any interest in giving blood other than the fact that it's probably worthwhile and I get to be out of the office. And also, they do it in the Royal College of Surgeons, which is this really old, fusty old building that I can just gather. I don't know, it's one of those things that you come across in London occasion. It's just like an institution. Obviously, wealthy people have had a sort of club to go to. It's got pictures of Henry VIII and stuff all oh, over really? the walls. Yeah, it's all wood panelling. And so I sort of like sit in there and imagine that I'm sort of... Uh, a surgeon or something. It's quite nice. Except, that, <laughs> except they've got a fucking DeWalt 
builder's radio that all the nurses are playing heart radio. It kind of ruins the atmos of Has being in a carpeted wood panel. The radio has got its own generator. Yeah, it's one of, yeah, one of those things with like huge sort of that they have on building sites and it's blaring out heart, which is the most inane radio station I could you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And it has adverts. Oh, give me strength or blood. Do you want to, I've got some things about Argentina. Um, can I go and get a beer first? I tell you what, and chocolate. What we'll do is we'll go to the, we'll go to the secret journalist, have some real proper football chat. Oh yeah, and then um, proper northern, proper northern chat with gravy in it. Oh no, don't do that. Why not? Because we do. You do this every week. You do a northern gag, and it must be really annoying for well, him. Phil, he's got that whole northern gag thing going yeah. on. Yeah, the whole Dower northern thing. Yeah, it's quite a nice little niche for him. Yeah. Anyway, let's do the secret journalist. All right. The secret journalist. Shh, it's a bloody secret. Hey, Phil. Hey, Alfie. <laughs> How are you, mate? All right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm you... all right. Have we started? Yeah, we started. Oh, no. sorry. I, I, you, you launched into it. Yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Well, How I'm, are you? I'm trying to do that thing where I capture you off guard. Ah, I see. Right. Um... It's a bit more natural. I don't know if that's legit, whether I have to say stuff is on record, like they do in yeah, Homeland yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. But you must be busy recently in uh, with football journalism because yeah. there's been so many game weeks. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, there's that. And then there's the transfer like window, transfer deadline day. Um, I was in the office till about through, like t- two o'clock in the morning, I think oh. I was there still. Like doing that, waiting for. Uh, so I was sat in the office till two in the morning, waiting for Lazar Markovic's paperwork to go through. <laughs> what? Now that's glamour for you, is that? I think um, what surprised me the most is that, that Lazar Markovic was still signed to Liverpool. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, they, and they spent twenty million quid on him. Twenty yeah. million pounds they spent to bring him to that football club, and they've just let him go for nothing, just to get him off the wage bill. That's how much they rate him. <laughs> well, I'm sure it has sorted out Fulham's uh, defence, of course. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, he's he's a proper workhorse, that kid. Uh, so, we sh- should we uh, go straight in by talking about some of the transfers? That the new players available. Do it. Let's do it. Uh, of course, uh, waivers have gone through, and people. Pick- the obvious one is Higuain. Yeah. Too obvious. Should we talk about the less obvious ones? What about um, is it Amiron, the Newcastle signing? Yeah, yeah. Um, I- <sighs> Difficult one to judge, I mean, because he's he's come in and and you know Newcastle finally spent some money. They're finally, you know, broken that. Um, was it sixteen years they've had that? Yeah, that Michael And so I, you would think that they've done the research because Ashley would not part with money were it not <laughs> for the fact that they were bringing someone in who had something about him and his his record, in fairness, and his reputation in the MLS is good. He's, he's scored goals and he's he's created goals there uh, for Atlanta when he was there. But it, it's it's a big the problem is is how big a leap it is from that level of football to the Premier League and to try and hit the ground running is is going to be really really tough for him. Plus also it's it's not like Higuain for example just to compare him with Higuain which mm. is unfair on him granted. But what the point I'm trying to make is that with with Higuain he's coming into a team that that are going to provide him with chances as you saw with uh, what what Hazard kind of linked up with him against Huddersfield. Granted it was only Huddersfield but still what Almiron's going to struggle with is that it's not like he's going into a team that are creating boundless amount of chances and are and are, and, and, and you know that they're, they're 
Newcastle are a team that are probably more minded to keep a clean sheet than they are to try and go out and attack teams. So it's, it's going to be really hard for him to hit the ground running and do anything productive in, in a sense of fantasy football. I mean, he'd probably be an effective player for him, but whether, whether he creates assists or scores goals might be, might be a, a tricky one for him. Uh, the other midfielder that came in, a bit of a surprise, especially for those who play uh, computer football, like FIFA, yes, yeah. uh, it was Tillemans for Leicester. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. He's a really good player. But he's, again, I, I, to immediately switch it to a fantasy football sense, he's not, a, he's not necessarily a free-flowing attacking footballer. He's, a, he's kind of someone, he's played most of his time kind of slightly deeper in midfield. Mm-hmm. So while it, whilst he is, you know, kind of, a, a, a talented, you know, he's got good touch and he's, he's, he's can be creative. I don't think he's necessarily, he's not going to be like bringing in a Mares who's going to, you know, suddenly tear it up at one end of the pitch. He's, he does his work slightly deeper in the, in the, in the field, which I don't know whether it, how it might affect your decision to bring him in, but yeah, I mean, they've got, on, they've got Ndidi, obviously Leicester. So he's not going to do all of the donkey work. He is going to be yeah. slightly further forward, but it could be that pre-assist guy. Yeah, that that's the, always the worry a little bit, and it's it's not like he's he's not prolific. I mean, while he was um, when he was, I mean, he, he did quite well at Anderlecht when he first started, and and crits, but since then, like he, he for Monaco, it was he scored six goals, like three assists for Monaco in sixty five games. So read that how you want, and I would argue League One or League Earn is not of the calibre of the Premier League, you yeah. play some weaker teams in that league than you would do in the Premier League. So um, I'm not sure whether those kind of stats might be that tempting. One signing that I think everyone will be secretly hopeful for is the Batshuayi one. Yeah, um, I don't know about Batshuayi. The, the thing is, he's obviously going to play in it. Uh, because Palace have been desperate for a centre forward, mm. uh, because either most of their centre forwards are injured or shit, um, so it's kind of one or the two of them. But he, he's he's not he, he's all, he's got all of the attributes. Me and you have this discussion on a regular basis about Steve Mounier and about <laughs> how he has he has all of the attributes to make himself a good striker, but just isn't. And I just wonder whether Batshuayi is a slightly better but still shit version of Mounier, where he has all of these kind of attributes where he fits into that sort of like Chelsea have been trying to do for years, chasing that that Drogba mould of centre-forward, where they've just been trying to desperately replace Drogba. And occasionally it works, like they get Diego Costa in, but then other times it just doesn't go right, like Lukaku didn't work and now Batshuayi doesn't, hasn't worked. And I just wonder whether he's he's going to... Coming at Palace, and he'll probably he'll probably maybe get five goals between now and the end of the season. I I wonder whether that's just going to be status and whether he's he's not or whether he's just going to always be remembered as that bloke who kicked the ball off the post into his own face in the World Cup. Denis Suarez. For yeah. Let's talk about Denis Suarez. Obviously, caused much controversy in our league because of Ryder yeah. wanted him because he's an Arsenal. I, I I'll be honest. I I didn't understand how that all went down. Like, was was there some shenanigans going on? Because I missed a few days from being on the on the WhatsApp group. Was, there, was, what's there, was no, with- there was nothing dodgy. Ryder stitched himself up from our perspective. Right. So okay. he he contacted Dow. Dow was first in the waiver. Ryder yeah. was second, right? So, but Ryder, because he's an Arsenal fan, thinks everyone wants Suarez and he's the best player. 
Right. But obviously no one does, really. No, no one, everyone thinks, well, I'll just pick up a Wobie who's, on, who's been on the free for the last five weeks. Everyone's sat there thinking, do you know what? If I was top of the waivers, first person I'd get is that guy who scored nine goals in 110 La Liga games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Ryder contacted Dow and said, hey, if you don't go for Suarez, like keep the clear path for me to go for Suarez, I'll give you Trent Alexander-Arnold and, and Madison. <laughs> right. And uh, so Dow went, oh, all right, yeah, fine. <laughs> like you would. So um, statistically... It doesn't look like he's going to pull up any trees, does it? Um, no, I, I mean, you, you don't know. I, I, I said he'll probably do all right. He'll probably do all right. I, mean, uh, he, I don't think he is going to be absolutely prolific. His his past and his record would suggest not. Um, and, you know, Arsenal have got... He, he just strikes me as an, a very similar player to ones that Arsenal have already got. He looks a bit like Ramsey as well. Yeah, it, it does look a bit like Ramsey. It, just, it, it seems to me like... That the he's he's almost been brought. It's almost numbers. It's like it just we just need a fresh body in the building because things aren't going entirely according to plan. So just someone like just give some everyone a bit of a lift. But I don't know what he would contribute that the Urzil uh, Ramsey will be Mkhitaryan. I don't I don't think I don't know whether he's necessarily any better than them. Uh, I tell you elsewhere, Nias. He was. Uh, oh, yeah, he was busy. He, he was busy the other day for Cardiff, wasn't he? Yeah, he's busy. Well, he, I see. Nias is interesting. He's as much as I know people think he's a bit rubbish. He's he's at his records not that bad. No, like he's, he he tends to chip in now and again, and he did. He didn't. I mean, he wasn't prolific at Hull, but he got himself when he went on loan there a couple of years ago. He got five. He got five for him between now and the end of the season, and. To be fair, you'd probably take that as someone that you bring in now, and you know, if he scores five goals between now and the end of the season, you, you would you'd quite happily bank those points. Shh, it's a bloody secret. Should we talk about the fixtures? Yeah, yeah, you can do that. So I'm thinking, looking at this game week 26, it is now game week 26. Oh, that's so many has happened in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, Brighton Burnley is that nil nil or was that a goal fest? Um, no, I, I mean I, I I think you're right. I could see it. It could easily be nil nil. I think after like Brighton will want to want to kind of. I mean after getting thumped at Fulham, they'll they'll be prioritising keeping a clean sheet. And they're, they're pretty good at home, aren't they? Brighton. They're, they're pretty good at, at shooting a shot. And I don't think Burnley have. I, mean, I don't think Peter Crouch is going to suddenly turn goal scorer for them, but. No, I could see that being nil-nil, definitely. Uh, or at least at least a bright and clean sheet, hence why I brought yeah. Duffy outside. I was going to say, brought in Duffy, the, another one of our sloppy yeah. <laughs> things that we just pass around to each other. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, got a slightly, slightly dodgy smell to him now, hasn't he? Is that, am I with you this week? Yes, you're with me this week. You're going to be with <laughs> Uncle Phil next week. <laughs> now, Huddersfield against Arsenal, Steve Munier... Yeah. I mean, if you can't score against Arsenal, you should just retire. Yeah, well, yeah, they're going to get beat out of the others' field because they're rubbish. Big game, big game on Sunday, mate. Man City mm. against Chelsea. Uh, I think Man City will win. I think that you, I don't. I wouldn't want to be fooled into thinking that Chelsea everything's rosy there because they beat Huddersfield. 
and, and you know, thumped Huddersfield. And, and you know, don't get me wrong, it was a decent win and all that kind of stuff. But I still think I still think there are issues at Chelsea, not necessarily of Sarri's making. I just think he's he's looking a little bit like one of those managers that they're just going to eat up because it's a just a Chelsea are a bizarre club, mm. just a really weird football club. Um, and yeah, I, I think Man City will win that. And of course, Phil, the biggest game of the weekend, Monday night, Wolves against Newcastle. Yes. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, the Timuri the Kets by a derby. I watched again recently um, that goal celebration for Newcastle Kets by. Yeah, where he goes mental. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm still completely fathomed by it after all these years. And he gets angrier and angrier and angrier. You don't get moments like that in the Premier League now. I want, I want players going nuts and, you know, being bonkers. Like Liam Neeson. Yeah, oh, like, yeah let's not. Um, right, that's it then, mate. Nice. Thanks so much for joining me and um, chewing the football fat, as it were. So, anytime. Uh, who have you got uh, this game week? Do you know? I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't realize. I think there was one week where you asked me that, and I was playing you. That we never <laughs> I, I asked you. Neither yeah. of us knew. Neither of us knew. And on that bombshell. Cheers, Alfie. Bye. Who are you? Afraid I can't release that information. I told you already. I can't tell you. Please just tell me who you are. God damn it, woman! I'm a journalist. Welcome to part three. That was a secret journalist. Now it's part three. More nonsense with us. Hey, Manners. Yeah. Do you want a stat attack? Yeah. Here we go. Stat attack. Gonzalo Higuain has now scored 37 goals in 37 appearances under Sarri. Mm. So that's not obviously just Chelsea because he's played one game, but... All the time he's played for Sarri, 37, 37 goals and 37 appearances for Sarri. It's not bad, is it? Hey, he's Argentinian. Mm. Do you want some Argentinian stuff? Yeah. Premier League stats. This week, Gonzalo Higuain is the third Argentine to score in the Premier League for Chelsea. The other two are Hernan Crespo and Sebastian Verón. The three Argentinians who have made the most appearances in the Premier League are Zabaleta with 285, Aguero with 227, and Fabio Colaccini with 211. The top three Argentinian scorers in Premier League history are Aguero with 157, Carlos Tevez with 84, Hernan Crespo with 20. The most Premier League red cards of all time is Fabio Colaccini. The most Premier League minutes played this season by Argentinian is Robert Pereira, 2081. The most assists in the Premier League of all time by an Argentinian is... Aguero! With 41. And there you go. There's your Premier League stats for Argentinians! Can I... Oh, go on. No, what are you going to say? I've got, some, I've got a little bit of observational content. Okay, well, this is... Does it need a jingle? 
Well, it could do. Um, what do we What do we call this observational observational content? Observational content. Observation with my bilateral manner. People. So I often go on about at the gym when Sky Sports are playing some. Like the Premier League golden years. Or oh, I watched I watched one the other day. It was pretty oh, good. The Premier League years, 99, 2000. Yeah. I learned a lot. It was mm. pretty good. But one thing I noticed about football is that, obviously, and a lot of comedians, you know, a lot of people do all their bits about what uh, people wore at different stages and whatever, in the 70s, this, whatever. But I just think that right now we are in a good age for Kids. football kit. Especially length and bagginess or of shorts. Shorts now are exactly how they should be. We're like, optimum shorts. Is what well, optimum shorts are not too baggy. They're not too long. They're not too tight. They're not too short. They're not too. They're just. They're not too trying to be. Tre- they're, they're not like boots, which are at peak shitness in terms of like fad in fashion and color mm. and all the rest of it. They're just. They're not being fucked around with. They're just there, and they have been fucked around with. I mean, look at eighty, the eighties. Look at you know, obviously, yeah. all, you know, all their gags about budgie smuggling, all that side of stuff. Right now, sport, uh, uh, shorts on footballers. Uh, a non-entity because they are just perfect. Um, but I am I am on a serious kit watch at the moment. Um, like I've noticed, I think there's I think things are getting a bit bo- a bit more boring in football shirt. I mean, like there was a time when people dicked around a lot with the collars and stuff, which was annoying. But actually, I feel like we're a bit everything's becoming a bit boring. Yeah, like, well, all the Nike stuff all looks the same. Yeah, I think I think they need to start. People need to start doing some funky co- uh, uh, collar stuff again. But I'll look into it more and report back. No, oh, thanks. Observational content. Observation with my mind and manner. Yeah. Can you feel it? Dread fantasy. Dread fantasy. Rub, baby. Rub a dub dub. Rub a dub a dub dub dub. Dub a dub dub. Rub a dub 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 dub. Sky, are you always fussing with my formation? Part four. The Game Week 26 fixture list. That's at the Game Week 26 fixture list. What happened to Game Week 25? We just did 24. Game Week 25 was last week. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. There was about three game weeks in a row. It was very confusing. Saturday, the 9th of February, there's Fulham against Manchester United, Crystal Palace against West Ham, Huddersfield Town against Arsenal, Liverpool against Bournemouth, Southampton against Cardiff City, Watford against Everton. Brighton against Burnley. Then on Sunday, the 10th of February, Tottenham against Leicester. Man City against Chelsea. Ooh, big one. Eh? Man City, Chelsea. And then on Monday, another fucking Monday fixture. Pointless. Wolves against Newcastle. Does anyone get excited about Monday Night No, why is it even on? People just get a bit like, what? Why couldn't we just wrap it all up in a week? Forget fantasy football. Like, I don't ever get home on a Monday evening and think, oh, great, I can put it on. You've had a whole fucking weekend yeah. dragging it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I'd, it gets on my nerves because the fact it's on, I want to watch it, but I don't want to yeah, watch exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, again, I don't want to keep harking back to you, but they, they nicked it from America, Monday Night Football. It was a big yeah, thing. It's been a thing for 30 line, years. It? Yeah. yeah, and the reason why they did it in America is because... All the games kicked off like they did in England uh, Saturday afternoon at three o'clock in America. It was West the, the, the East Coast games all kick off at the same time, and the West Coast games all kick off three hours later on Sunday. And it was always like that. Then they introduced one prime time game, the the pick of the week for Monday night, so you get more viewers and more oh, advertising okay. revenue. But you ha- you're not overdosed because apart from anything else on the Sunday, you can only really watch two games because. Uh, and certainly before the time of the internet, you could only watch two games. You watch the early, the East, 
East Coast one and a, and a West Coast one because they all kick off at precisely the same time. So the maximum you could watch, even if you're a super fan, was three games in a week, two on the Sunday and Monday night football. Whereas we have the early kickoff on the Saturday, fucking all the games on the late Saturday kick afternoon, on the Saturday late well. kick on the Saturday, late, and then sometimes three games on the fucking Sunday because they Sky want you to be watching their bloody ads all the way through your entire weekend, and then they hit us with Monday night. And also the worst thing about Monday night football, if they saved, and this is the thing they do in America, Monday night football is the prime time slot, so it's the main. It, that's it's, their Sunday, yeah. Effectively. So that's their big, their big match. Although it's changed a bit in the recent years, but anyway, the point being is that. If Monday Night Football was Chelsea, Man City or whatever, fine. Okay, well, you know, at least it makes sense. But it's not. Like, all right, Liverpool, West Ham is interesting. But, like, there's been many nights we've been sat here waiting for a game to finish and it's a load of old shite. I agree. And um, looking at the fixture list, I'm not filled with much hope, DF Fantasy points-wise. What are we going to do for... Oh, clean sheets. Yes. Clean sheets for this week are going to be read aloud by the wonderful Petro. Hello, Petro. Hi. Clean sheet prediction forecast. You've come to give us some knowledge. Yes. Um, who, are th- who are going to keep some clean sheets this week? Well, I've heard that Newcastle... Oh, very good, very good. They are, of course, away uh, to... No, they're home. Yes, they're away to Wolves. Yes, and then there's Southampton and Walford. Is that Watford, yes. What? Not Walford. That's that's <laughs> EastEnders. <Yeah>. Walford. <laughs> Pat Butcher playing, of course, centre-half. They're very important. So Southampton, who are hosting Cardiff, and Watford, who are hosting Everton. And who are the other two teams, you think? Brighton and Burnley. Brighton and Burnley, who are playing each other. You think that's going to be a nil-nil? Maybe, maybe, yes, yes, that, that's a possibility. It's probably better if you say yes, you think it <laughs> Yes, 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 that's why they're on the clean sheets. There you go, fantastic. Thank you so much, Petro. Very welcome. For those who want updates on Petro's clean sheets, please contact us at Draft Fantasy Podcast. So that is, uh, are you going to be playing fantasy football? this week? Are we written you, you off for the season? No, I've now? logged in a few times to make some transfers, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know where to start, so I just, I just don't. Are you not high on the waivers? I am, Look, mate. Honestly, and I've looked at it, and I can, why. I can swap people out that would just. Do, I mean, then I'm like, as soon as I'm swapping it out, there's going to be all people like, oh, why did you do that? Why did you do that? And it's like, oh, I can't be well, fucking Well, then you bothered. can just leave the group like right. I can't because I'm the bloody admin. Oh yeah, it's a good point. Oh, you're the glue that glues six us all together. No, listen. If you want to make another thread that I can happily strop off, we already one. have got one. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, fine. But you should get, try and get back. Batshwaii, guys. Batshwaii. He's ready. Mm. You've also got the new guy from Newcastle, Almiron. He he could be exciting. To be honest, I'm more interested in doing some deals. Like, Dow tapped me up this week. He was like, oh, oh do don't deal, do deal with and them. I was like, oh, yeah, but okay. I was thinking, well, I'm, I'm really just going to pull a trigger on something here. And uh, they went, oh, sorry, no, it was a mistake. It was a wrong, <laughs> a wrong personal sentence. I don't know what he said, but just like, it didn't even put it up. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what I said. Go on then, insult me, knowing what <laughs> it's going to be. And he was like, oh, no, sorry, I, I made a mistake. And then, and then obviously went off and raped Ryder. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Thank you so much for joining me this week, Manners. No, no thank you. Well, well, thank you for joining me. No, no, I, thank you for joining us. Right, yeah. And um, if anyone else there, out there is still listening, I just want to say thanks. And uh, do get in contact with us, like loads of people do all the time. Do they? Yeah. They do, yeah. It's like too much. Well, just give us one example. <laughs> uh, well, you've got Kelly Summers, who listens to the show. Mm-hmm. She's, she works for, she's the broadcaster. 
And that's it. <laughs> I'm sad to say not even my mum listens to this show. So, but that means we're doing something right. Well, I, I, didn't, I haven't let my I haven't, I've kept my mum away from it so she can't hear me swear. Good. Thanks so much, Manners. Uh, everyone else, we'll see you again in two weeks' time. Uh, look, the fi- sometimes the fixtures wreaks havoc with the uh, production of this show. <laughs> it just really does. So yeah, that's, that's our problem. It's the fixtures. No, but it is. It's no, two, game week, fixtures, two game weeks in a space of three days are ridiculous. So anyway, but good luck, everyone. And uh, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, good luck. Take care of yourselves and each other. Thanks, Aaron. Bye. The Draw, the Draw Fantasy, Fantasy Podcast. Podcast. And, and this, this is